welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we'll be talking to our friend, John Sadenwasser. Hello, everyone. About politics, news, and our movie watch list. Fact of the day, in 1897... Indiana state legislators tried to pass a bill that would have legally redefined the value of pi as 3.2. How's that? Close Close enough. (laughs) Close enough. You had a tantrum last time I told you about this. Yeah, so number one, it's rounded incorrectly. Um, Yeah, isn't it 3.14? Yeah, it's 1415. Yeah, so, but, um, what, what was it? So there was a, a monument thing on my on uh, my undergrad campus at Grove City, and this reminded me about it. It was like, it was a science um, statue. I don't exactly know how you depict science, but what they went for was a weird circle with basically equations and stuff on it. And it was hilarious because... Um, on it, they had pi, but it was just like the first five digits, and so it was three four, there three point one four one five, and it stopped. But just it for a science statue, it was strange because that's not what it rounds to. If you stop there, it would be three point one four one six because the next digit is nine, and so we all got a kick out of that and. That's John, it. John, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That was a really interesting story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, John, um, like all oh, of Jeffy. our like all of our previous guests, we have all gone to the same high school together. <laughs> and Small world. It is, and you actually reached out to us to be on. So why don't you go ahead? Well, go. Well, I don't think that's how. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say. Hold on, I want to set this record straight on that. He reached out to me and he said he was a, he was a listener and he uh, he happened to be you know. Uh, well, he'll get into his backstory, but um, I asked him if he'd like to talk about what oh, he's doing. Oh, I didn't. Oh, my my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Know, I thought. I thought you re- I thought he you reached out to Jordan to try to be on, but no. Okay, that's is, is Jesse kept out of, kept out of the loop on a lot of things, Jordan. I, that's what, that's so what I, well, I, let me clarify. This is the, you're you're the first guest Jordan has got, or actually, sorry, no, you're not. Second guest Jordan has got on here. So I've dealt yeah. with everyone else. So yeah, I so thought I'm that's the, just how it worked. I'm not good at this, basically. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm one of your firsts. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> it's... <laughs> All right. So, uh, yep, take uh, it away. No, yeah, this is your podcast, buddy. You take it away. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> We're falling apart. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. So, um, so what have you been up to since uh, we all graduated? You you were two years behind us, and uh, right. while while um, Jesse and I have sort of just wallowed. And uh, spun our wheels, and then eventually started a podcast. You've been you've been moving on up. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so after graduating high school, I um, like 
for, and I guess since freshman year of high school, I wanted to get into politics. Um, and so decided to major in political science and I went down to, got accepted to American University down in D.C. Um, did four full years there and uh, graduated last year in 2019. Um, and um, like about two weeks uh, after graduate, or no, actually the day after the ceremony, uh, did a two did a two week trip to Europe, and uh, with a few uh, handful of uh, AU but American University buddies and friends, um, and we did like we went through Spain, London, um, Belgium, uh, what else did we hit? Uh, Poland. Um, and uh, it was a sort of like a you know a self rewarding um, thing yeah. <laughs> after gra- after graduating. Uh, you know, a lot of internships, a lot of work, and summers dedicated and saving up money, and decided to uh, you know have some fun and uh, just had a, had a blast. Good, a good. It was about twelve. I think it was twelve to fourteen days. I can't remember the exact number, but. Um, it was great time, and uh, after that, it was time for the job search. Uh, <laughs> and so I've been so uh, it was about like I've been like so last year around May is when um uh started looking for for a job. I thought I um my internship before graduating would have kept me on but they were like no you can't and i'm like well i am you know i'm screwed so (laughs) because like that was the only uh source of income that i I had so for a month i had just been interviewing uh places and uh for the past year it just hit up hit a year in july um i got a job as a they call it a competitive specialist um, at a company, it has two different names. We're sort of in like a name transition, so it's either Crossroads Media or Main Street Media Group. Um, and I've sort of just been using both as the transitions trying to get completed. Hmm. Um, and so I've been there since since last July, um, working for them. And essentially, uh, what I do is. Um, it's like um, I keep track of candidates, like who, like who running, who's running for office, um, like their media spending, uh, whether that be TV, cable, radio, and sometimes we get some digital, and I just like organize it in, in Excel and make it even uh, even better in a app called Tableau, which makes it a lot more organized and uh, like easier on the eyeball. Um, when it comes to looking at which week did someone spend money here and there all across the country. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to. Um, and I guess like in, in between, um, in between uh, the like getting started working in last, last July and now I got married. I saw um, hey. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. 
Um, we did it on New Year's Day, so oh, nice. hopefully I will not forget that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, other, um, and then just been been working, um, uh, like ever since uh, January, and uh, we went on a honeymoon to Europe, and uh, just got back and just uh, kept on uh, working at Crossroads and Main Street Media Group. That's awesome. That's a you mentioned easy days to remember. That remind or me and Amy got married uh, four days after we started dating, but we were trying so hard to get it on uh, May first because we started dating May first, which is easy to remember. <laughs> but we were kind of right. close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. I mean- Oh, you know, as close as you can get. <laughs> yeah, just make it as easy as possible. That's so. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, what the what the company you work for does with that sort of information. But I I want to first ask you a little bit about your education. You were talking about internships, and um, neither of us are very are uh, versed in how those sorts of um, that sort of education works, and it. it after being in DC for a few years, it seems like the uh, the interning scene is extremely intense around here. So, uh, what what was sort of besides your education, your formal education, what what were the internships like? Right. I mean, uh, I think. <clears throat> what did you say? You said uh, the inter- uh, internship, like well, people around here take it pretty seriously well that's take putting it very mildly <laughs> um, yeah like when it comes to a, whenever i went to au like it's like oh what internship do you have and i was like oh well i had this prestigious internship what internship did you have oh i went and worked for this law firm hmm. i worked for this congressman on the hill and it's like like people just try to edge up one on one another and that's just not something that i was necessarily used to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Just that type of, I mean, I guess it's a Northeast thing, but let's, that's for another story. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, my first intern, I did an internship. My first one was the spring of my sophomore year, and it was at a nonprofit, um like a nonprofit affiliated with the uh, the Koch brothers, uh, they're called the First Amendment Partnership. Hmm. And essentially, their their goal was to like just like their main goal um, have it doesn't matter your political background, just the the thought of religious liberty should always be protected, no matter what religion you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that was my first internship, my sophomore year. Um, and that, that paved the way for, um, <clears throat> I wanted to, st- wanted to stay in DC over the summer, my sophomore year. And so then I got into, um, uh, this company called Sandler, Sandler and Osenzi, and they're also a, uh, media buying company. So that's where I got, I had the experience at my current, for my current job, um, was through Sandler and Osenzi. And I did. Essentially the same thing, just keeping up with uh, political news and, like, giving my opinions on <clears throat> certain uh, certain things when it comes to social media. Um, like, th- like sometimes they're like, like, John, what do you think 
how do you th think this should be worded or stuff like that. Um, and, but yeah, it's like very intense. Um, it's like you need to have an internship, either an internship or wealthy parents to survive in DC <laughs> and, or a job or a job, like something to get, um, <clears throat> something to get the, something to pay the rent and the, you know, the grocery bills and all that stuff. But yeah, having, having internships is very important in DC. Um, it's, it's the stepping stone to your career essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. Oh yeah, no, that's great. But, um, yeah, I, um, I was trying to think it through. Um, so did, were you paid for your internship? Just curious. Yes, uh, not my first internship, but every internship after that, I was paid. Okay. I feel like yeah, because that should be mandatory. Go ahead. <laughs> I, feel, I said I feel like, I feel like that should be mandatory, even if it's like seven twenty-five. But I know it's also really hard for some places. Anyway, that's besides right. the point. <laughs> right. Well, D DC's minimum wage is like fifteen bucks an hour, so like it really helped coming from Pennsylvania, who's still at seven fifty an hour. Yeah. It's like. It's like, well, I just doubled my minimum, <laughs> wage. Um, minimum wage. So, yeah, um, like, I also had, like, other jobs, too. Like, um, I was also, like, a, a desk receptionist at uh, on American University's campus. Hmm. So, like, I interned plus did desk reception work in order to have, like, an internship would, would, pay, would pay for the rent, which was great, but I wanted side cash to, you know, pay for groceries or have any more money um but any, any more spending money mm -hmm. uh so i did i had an internship and a job on campus to um sort of sort of thrive i guess mm -hmm. yeah no i just the, the transition from uh pennsylvania to here because i spent most of uh my or I spent undergrad in pennsylvania i one year out i went to baltimore but i was sort of secluded there it just seems like everyone here is like so ambitious and just high energy it's like it's it's a weird place it's like like as soon as you step in the city like everyone's on the clock and it's sort of you know it, no like not a ton of people actually live in the city so it, it might actually be like that it's just literally everyone who is in dc during the day is working and doing something, but they're just so they're, everyone's so like ambitious and driven. It's it's a really weird environment, at least for me. Right, everyone's on um, like everyone's on the rush and the go. It's sort of like um, I guess DC. I mean, I don't know other major cities how they run, but D, I feel like DC would be like a stepping stone of what New York City would be like. Mm. It's like you know, because New York City is like on on steroids compared to what DC is. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. And it's, like, sort of weird because, like, as as years go by, as the years go by, like, the past two years, I've noticed, like, a lot more people from the south side area moving down here. And I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I wasn't expect. I just wasn't expecting, I, I just wasn't expecting anybody to, down here uh from the same area that we've we've grown up in and um it's just it, it just mind boggles me and i'm glad that they're down here um it's just mind boggling how small world can be mm -hmm. yeah it seems like 
generally, generally the, mostly the people I know from undergrad moved like to like the Pittsburgh area. But yeah, you're right. It's like there's a weird concentration of Southside grads coming coming to the D.C. area and Arlington. And I know somebody's joining me at GW, although they'll be in law. And right, I, I, we know the same person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All we need to do is uh, get Jesse to move down now. Yeah, I know. Come on, Jesse. Yeah, it's it's, it's expensive down there. You, you're hey. not wrong. <laughs> I'll come visit. That's fine. Visiting's fine. There you go. Long term visit. Long term visits. <laughs> uh, so John, at your uh, current job, do they like? You said you have to follow the news and stuff. Is that how? Do so. Hmm. I'm trying to think how to phrase this question. So do they give you like, um, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know any politician name, like a lower level politician. What kind of politicians do you deal with? Right. So it, it just, it just depends on what kind of clients my boss gets. So usually, um, we also, we also partner with our, um, uh, what, what, that, what's the word, um, office, um, can't think of the word office um like the people you share an office with yeah oh okay yep um like another company that um i think i think it might be the parent of us actually but um whatever clients either they have or that my boss gets is who who we get so mostly it's people in the u.s senate um governors governors and um I'm su- I'm supposed to try, and then some some U.S. House races. But it only depends on if certain people that my boss knows need certain information. Hmm. Um, so it just depends on it just all depends on what my boss needs. But I, I track of everything when it comes to presidential, U.S. Senate. You, I don't follow the. I don't. I'm not supposed to track the House. Um, Unless it's uh, unless like my boss needs something from from the house, mm. but it's mainly Senate, governors' races, and uh, presidential. But no one has really asked for presidential stuff because there is a lot of stuff that is very very. Let me put it to you this way: a lot of money goes into the presidential race office. <laughs> so. Yeah, what are they? What are they up to? Uh, uh, as far as I don't know if it's cash on hand or, but the. Uh... Trump and Biden are pretty close now at like 200 million something. Yeah. So, um, there, I, I, I haven't, um, gone into the president. I haven't looked at the presidential numbers. I've just been pl- plugging in what's been sent to me. Mm-hmm. So like, but yeah, like I know that the, the Trump team has a lot of money, um, like, like coming in, like he has a huge war chest. I mean, any, any incumbent president does. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the <clears throat> but Biden and <clears throat> sorry, um, Democrats they 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 match it. I mean, it's just the two party political system that we have. Um, yeah. That you know, these the spending's usually neck and neck, except for last cycle when when the you know President Trump spent far less money than Hillary did. Mm. Mm. 
So you're you're sort of in charge of uh, compiling all the finances or all the spending by the campaigns. Is that is that about right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm supposed to keep track of like every mm. um, every yeah everything essentially. Um, so is that mainly in the Senate though? The Senate uh, races are the most important to us right now. Okay, gotcha. So is that all? Is that the uh, what the media company does that you work for? Is that are they basically just in charge of uh, compiling uh, those stats, or is that does that sort of fit into a broader um, uh, a broader service that they offer to the campaigners? Yeah, so it's a, I think it's more on the lines of the latter, um, mm-hmm. where essentially um, if we so if we have clients so like for example I'm I'm not I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose this information or not, but one of our don't clients get yourself was in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, 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 one of our, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, <laughs> one of our clients was a certain someone running for the Senate in Alabama. And, <laughs> and, and, um, uh, so we had to keep track of, so not only did my, my company that I work for, um, provide me numbers of what, of what the client spent because they deal with how much money goes on the air and TV or TV cable radio, all that stuff. Um, but I had to keep track of, uh, his opponent spending and any other, even in the primary. So his primary opponent spending and even, uh, on the other side of the aisle, uh, the, de- the democratic side, hmm. um, uh, like keep keeping track of, um, all the spending that goes on in that particular race, that's what I keep track of. Hmm. So where did, where does all the money come from? Like, like how do candidates get money? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it can go anywhere for, uh, you know, individual people. Uh, so you, me, Jordan, anybody, just don- uh, donors. Yeah. Donors and, uh, issue groups, um, PACs, Super PACs, um, any uh, any outside help uh, that they can get, like um, those are those are mainly what the issue groups would do. Mm. Um, you know, the, this this you know um, the this organization is not uh, responsible for this advertising or something. You know, the you get those uh, weird campaign ads like that, and um, but yeah, it's mainly uh, small donors and. Uh, issue groups okay so this is probably more a more saucy question that i than i planned on asking but um <laughs> saucy just get ready for it spice but um been, co- been cooking this up in the kitchen for a while <laughs> get it better be a, it better be a buffet <laughs> how how likely is it i know there's certain spending laws how likely is it that a politician gets a majority or just a vast amount of money from one single source like can you can you so you so you 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 sort of get this weird this talk from uh people who are activists saying like you know that that one person is bought and paid for by you name it uh insert controversial group here is that sort is that something that actually happens or is that more is that just a uh more of a uh, fundraising technique, I guess. 
I would say both. I mean, like, for example, I mean, I'm sure, uh, you know, you guys know that, like, Republicans get affiliated with the NRA and, mm-hmm. like, d- Democrats can, can get affiliated with... Um, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, it, all, it all depends on the messaging uh, and, and their voting record. So, like, if a group is... I mean, let's see. Like the like the gun the, the gun control legislation uh, that has been in the past uh, past five years, six years. Like you can just tell by how each representative or senator voted, um, and w- and if it aligns with the um, NRA or even if the NRA even endorsed candidates, um, hmm. like. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean if they endorse someone that that person will do everything that they say, but it does signal that they definitely have an alignment of some kind. Um, they're li- they're more likely to vote along what the NRA says than, uh, you know, than not. Right. Yeah. It sort of. It, I get. I get that they can uh, sort of vote in line, you know, with either um, group. Um, more often, but like, so in terms of like, uh, actual amounts of money being donated, how likely is it that a candidate just gets like 99% of their funding through NRA, Planned Parenthood or something like that? Right. I mean, that, that's not, uh, where they get most of their, where a candidate gets most of their money, um, where like from an issue group or something, that's usually never happens. It's it's just mm-hmm. most candidates are small donors and and issue groups. It's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, yeah. I mean, I hope I answered that question. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's it's sort of you know outside looking in, especially when I was younger, it was easier to think that just like. That person votes for the NRA. That means that all of their money comes from there, and if they cross them, then they'll be out tomorrow. It's it's you sort of get it boiled down to that sort of logic, and it, it just like you said, that's rarely the case. It may be that some candidate agrees with the mission of the of the donor, but it's it's not as if their their existence in politics is entirely reliant on adhering to their mission or something. Right, and that's the whole, the whole thing with like, um, you know, the NRA or Planned Parenthood spreads their money uh, to ever anyone who, and everyone who who aligns with their views. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I don't I don't think it's enough to say that, um, you know, a lot of candidates get a lot of um, like money f- uh, funded through. Um, the bulk of their money that they get there's usually in the multi-millions like throughout the campaigns uh but with the nra and planned parenthood they depends on the type of race too but normally they don't usually hit like no more than um i'd say like a million and a half dollars uh out of the you know eight and a half to ten million that candidate has Hmm. to spend so um, I mean, I guess you can say that, like roughly ten percent of their money comes from a big issue group, is, is what I would say. 
Okay. I would say most of it are other issue groups and small small donors. Okay. Gotcha. So we've already kind of covered what you do. I want to go into a bigger uh, bigger scope. What's your complete career goal? So the you know. Jesse, I don't know, and Jordan, I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, growing up in in Southside, I always wanted to run for president. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Is, that is still true. Um, but how I get there remains to be a mystery. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely still want to be a politician at the very least. Mm. Um, but, like, either, like, state senate, state rep, um... Mm something along those lines i would be fine with um transportation policy i'm a big advocate for um transportation and infrastructure um so like being like government relate like director of government relations for like american airlines uh or like southwest even or like amtrak you know big Mm -hmm. transportation businesses like uh boeing and lockheed martin uh be Anything to deal with the transportation industry, that's what I would want to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you go for president, uh, I'd be a good secretary of energy or uh, energy. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. And, 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 and if you uh, ran for president, this would be a great podcast to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh, no, he's, he mumbled through his whole way. What a... What a Non-communicator, <laughs> they'll yeah, they'll dig up all the media on you from oh, thirty years ago. All the dirt. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, it's real. Like this guy did a podcast <laughs> with two guys that that get barely any views. Scientists, <laughs> and then thirty years, and but the, no, but then you guys actually get more people, and then you actually become a thing. Oh, that would be great. That that'd be optimal. That's the goal. See, I. Now we need you to become the president. <laughs> <laughs> so more people listen. So more people can listen. We need to write, I, I write do under- like when I do like when you said, Jesse, on a few of the podcasts, you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll just use some of these people. <laughs> That's to exactly get- what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get further into this podcast realm. <laughs> you got to climb the ladder somehow. <laughs> hey, That's all. And I'm gonna do it by riding everyone's uh, coattails. <laughs> you guys, That's the one that you said. You guys do the work. I'll interview you about it. <laughs> That's right. Oh boy. Uh, so I want to sort of go back, or I guess this is going back in the notes, but that really doesn't mean anything for the listeners. So uh, as far as um, starting work in politics, what sort of took you by surprise? Uh, like, because Again, I referenced to when I was younger and sort of, you know, we sort of grew up far away from nitty gritty politics and policy. And the more I pay attention, the more more complicated it gets. So what are, what are a few things like in your uh, firsthand experience that really took you by surprise? Yeah, so I would say, um, well, two things. One, especially being behind the scenes in the the media spending, uh, political media spending industry, just mind blows how much money there is in politics hmm. um, being spent on advertising. It's, it, I just never knew 
the extent until I got got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's definitely one thing, and I guess the other thing is like I just want to like each. I feel I I feel like every year because like I've been following politics since like oh eight, um, like. And I feel like with with every year, it's just been nonstop politics on the news, social media. Mm. And it's like it gets old after a while. I don't, I don't care what what it um, like what's being shown or whatever. It's just there's no. I feel like there's no re, like other news out there besides politics, and mm. it's just a little. Um, it, it's it can be a little. Uh, tiresome at times because um, mm-hmm. like not, even I don't want to don't want to have politics twenty four seven. I'd rather be talking baseball. I'd rather be talking sports, like um, other issues in the world that that could be talked about rather than like U.S. politics per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it's um, you know people who run as politi- who are politicians now aren't really doing. They're not doing the sorts of things that politicians would have done, you know, uh, a long time ago, I guess. Um, but it's like, it seems like whenever you're elected, you're sort of expected to be a media personality also. 100%. And, yeah, and that just, that's, it, it's, it's, it's not a good way to get policy done because you get a lot of, uh, you know, grandstanding and people acting uh, a certain way to please uh, the people who are watching them, and it just makes for some ineffective uh, things. So that's their ineffective administration. So that's pretty frustrating, at least whenever I, I look at it. Right, and the thing is, it's like he, the, a handful of those uh, are using the media to, uh, to obviously gain higher power in whatever next election that they have. Like if a U.S. if a U.S. House rep went on like Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, they'll uh, like the more times that they're on, the more time of like, okay, they actually want me to like, they actually want to hear what I have to say. So, and, and they might have higher ambitions to run for Senate, and then that that leads to the presidency. And it's just like, mm. it, it's just, all it is is just distractions. One hundred percent. Yeah. That's kind of why I checked out of politics for the most part. Like I. Oh, I don't blame you. I pay. I pay basic attention i say that with air quotes sure <laughs> but other than that i just i just kind of sit on the sidelines and wait until something big happens then i'll try to research it but i i can't i can't stand it all the time i don't god bless you for <laughs> for for doing it but um i mean I mean, Jesse, you you are literally like most of America. Like they don't they don't pay attention in politics. Right. I mean, they. I mean, not that's not necessarily that's I'm not saying that in a bad no, way. No, I'm no. saying that they they're living their lives. Like there's there's more to there's more to life than politics. There's you know you have more you have more stuff to worry about mm-hmm. than than what Trump tweets or what Nancy Pelosi didn't do or whatever. Like. You know, people don't really care that much. They they want to feed their families. They you know, it's the nine people have jobs. They want to you know spend time with their families, all that stuff. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's sort of we sort of talked 
tangentially about this whenever we're talking about aliens and stuff aliens. last podcast. Yeah, it, aliens are uh, are taking control. Right, of they run the government. Yeah. Honestly, they're lizard, but, they're uh, lizard people. <laughs> if everyone didn't figure that out yet, you heard, but, heard it here first on the podcast. <laughs> but um, we were um looking at you know some of the evidence that was presented for UFOs and. I, I was trying to dispute it with research and uh, Jesse made the comment that I was it, that's basically journalism and it, it's not it's not it's weird to expect that every American should be a journalist and research everything and be an expert in every field and it's but that's sort of whenever whenever the the um, politicians use, the media to their advantage for name recognition it sort of it, it comes at the cost of accurate helpful information and you sort of need to be your own journalist in order to figure out if the things they're saying are actually true and it's yeah and you can't expect that from everybody right i mean no and and then that's another thing it's like most of america like though i mean they do their uh 5 minute research of uh like what each candidate stands for and mm. stuff like that but when it comes to like being like what you said like an independent journalist on their own there's just better there's much better time spent for most of america they don't mm. they don't necessarily you know they don't I th yeah i hope you're trying to get what i'm trying to say like they're, yeah, they're yeah. just not um there's just more important things to them than than learning about a certain news story that came out mm. Mm -hmm. right that's why that's why i like pick and choose the ones that i feel like i should know about if if there's like something small like oh this person said this i'll be like all right cool right <laughs> <laughs> or like not so cool yeah it's like <laughs> like that's not nice anyway back to this thing <laughs> right uh so i want to back up even farther now and ask you what got you into politics? Sure. So, what I like to think is that, um, especially, like, I was um, very much into baseball growing up. I played 10 years of it from, from like, kindergarten up until, like, eighth grade. Mm. Um, and I was always interested in baseball history, and I was, like, a fanatic with baseball history. Um and I've definitely lost that touch over time, but uh, but that led me into liking actual U.S. history, and then um, I like, and then I so then I wanted to be a history teacher from like middle school to eighth grade, and but then like with history, especially U.S. history, comes presidents and presidential politics, mm -hmm. and that. And then so that led into politics, and I wanted to I want to help people, so that I decided what a way to help people than have both sides like you or hate you and go into politics. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe that. So I got a question for you guys. Yeah, shoot. All right. Um, with the whole recent de development with. Uh, Biden's VP pick. What do you think? Oh boy. So, I don't really know who she is at all. 
other than what Jordan has told me. Right. <laughs> um, so my first thought is like, okay, <clears throat> trying to be super ultra progressive. Um, simply by having another woman as the vice president. Like, I'm fine with that. I had no idea mm-hmm. who she is was before, but I was like, I guess she's something. So, like, and I heard that she dodged some questions a while ago from what Jordan told me. I didn't don't know the research on that or the deeper stuff on that, so put my hands up in the air like, don't kill me. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with making people mad at me, so... That's fine. Oh. Uh. <laughs> we discovered that after your personality test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I wasn't a fan, um, but I re- I understand that the Democratic Party isn't there to please me. Um, but I really was not a fan. I, it just some of the things she was saying toward the end of her uh, primary campaign, she sort of start started. Um, I've been li- listening. Uh, let me try to organize my thoughts. She sort of tries to get out in front of her, the people who are interested in her, in her campaign, she tries to jump out on issues, like, all the way. So as far yeah. as, um, there was, um, the one instance that sticks out in my mind was healthcare, and she was, it was one of her later events, and by this point, she was just grasping at straws, trying to f- find people who would vote for her. And um, she said something to the effect of, we're going to fix the prices of these certain drugs so that people can afford them. And if they don't let us do that, then we're going to seize the patents to the, uh, right. to the, uh, drug. And for me, I was just like, huh. Oh, so we just like, we just not going to follow the law anymore. <laughs> so, and, and sort of more events lately have made it more clear that she really didn't mean it. I, 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 maybe she meant it. I don't know, but it seems like she's she is doing exactly what it looks like is just saying things in order to get people on her side. Because it was um, she also had an interview with Steve Colbert recently where he was like, "You called Joe Biden a racist and you you attacked him for these things." And I'm paraphrasing; he didn't say these right, things. Right, right. And then he was like, "So why do you think why do you why do you want to be on his ticket now?" And her only answer was. It was a debate, like, <laughs> and and the the subtitle the the parenthesis to that was I was saying literally anything that would get people to stop voting for Biden and vote for me, and it's right. like, come like this this is what I'm saying with the media stuff. It's you just want to say things to get people on your side, even if your policy doesn't match. And it, at least on crime, she's a pretty moderate Democrat. She's uh, proved to be a pretty not progressive uh not exactly the poster child of progressiveness when she was a prosecutor and but it doesn't matter like actual action doesn't matter anymore it's just things you can say to get people to vote for you and it right i, I mean it's it, it's a lot of frustration with the system that it, as it exists now on my part but she is expe- especially bad at it Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, given all that, how do you how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's a comfortable answer. Oh yeah, no. It I think it could have been literally anyone else and it would have been fine. Um like hmm. as a like just as a like look as an outsider looking in sort of thing. Like there's plenty more people that could have definitely I, I, I can just consider one of the most hypocr- hypocritical tickets in especially modern U.S. history. Um, just like literally with, with Kamala Harris um, calling, like essentially calling Biden a racist on national right. media TV during, during the debate. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... Now, um, you know, with prosecutors uh, during her time being a prosecutor and um, dealing with non-violent drug offenders, it's like, well, she really isn't like her history is just a little bit tainted on that on that front. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and you get these like cop mala memes now, and it's just like, no, stop. And, I, I didn't hear about that. Oh well, there it's it's out and running, and. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I think Warren would have been fine. I think really. Yeah, yeah I mean, because she's auth- she's authentic. She she believes what she believes. Like she's she's sort of like Bernie, except she got into politics later in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like to get the progressive wing mm-hmm. uh, over to Biden's side, I think would have been like Warren would have been a better pick. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. I, I just think there there could have been anyone else other than Kamala Harris. Um, just with her history and, like, literally debating Biden on the debate stage, it's like, you're just using this as a stepping stone yeah. for the presidency whenever, mm-hmm. whenever Biden leaves after a term, or if he somehow gets to two terms. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I oh, go ahead buddy. Sorry. I was gonna say I have a saucy saucy question now. Oh, no. Sure. Um. Then again, it's if you're comfortable answering, what do you think of the current administration? Sure. So, if you if you asked me in January, I would have said B plus. Uh, I thought the past three years have been pretty incredible with um pr- promises being made and promises kept, but. 2020 turned it around a little bit. Um, probably like a C plus. Uh, when when coronavirus hit, then George Floyd. It's like, well, you weren't being a leader during this time. Right. So, especially during George Floyd, like literally could have unif- been a unifier, but didn't take the mantle, and that was very disappointed pointing to me. Um, I don't necessarily think it, um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but definitely, like, I, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, and with the coronavirus, it's like, just let Fauci talk, like, mm. like, <laughs> like, say, say what you want, like, when it comes to President Trump, like, talking, like, leave leave the actual science behind it to the scientists. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but other than that, I think, 
I think he's been doing a pretty fine job. Um, like in 2016, when he won, you know, media commentators were like, "The economy is going to crash as soon as he gets in, and he won't be able to handle the economy." Well, like for three years, the economy has been pretty dang good, yeah. um, especially like stock market, jobs numbers, um, like even for, like foreign affairs. It, it depends on wh- where you're coming from, but foreign affairs has been at least like moderately okay. Mm. Um, like, especially like recently, like Israel and the UAE signed a, um, mm-hmm. uh, a peace agreement for the first time in like years that did, did, um, built the first to build up relations and, um, like refix, uh, fixing up, uh, the NAFTA deal with USMCA, um, like made them essentially made NAFTA better. Um, yeah, like o- overall within the past three years, yeah, like his rhetoric, Trump's rhetoric isn't you know the isn't the greatest, <laughs> but or even the or even the tweets are definitely not sophisticated. <laughs> but um, I think when it comes to action and being like. And the thing is, like, most people didn't think he was going to run as a, like, he, was, he wasn't going to act as being conservative. But I'd say for the most part, he act, he's he's made, you know, he's been following up on what he's been uh, saying since 2016. Um, but I do say, like, if, if the debt was being handled better, hmm. um, definitely would have had a higher rating for me. But... Um, right now, it's like a C plus category. Yeah, I I personally like I I don't I don't care for for President Trump. <laughs> like I I can't deny like er, like things that he's done and kept to his word. That's great. No, but I'm I'm gonna here sympathize with other rural liberal people, rural liberal Americans now. I think what bothers them, and you can correct me if or if you have a better insight, please just jump in. But sure. I think, because I'm so, again, I'm someone who doesn't really pay attention to other things that are happening in politics, like policy, whatever. I look more at the person, and so I think people to the character. Yeah, yeah. I think people would okay. would have less of a at, at this point. It's like a pure hatred for most people, but uh, we'll just go with a pure hatred. They would have less of a pure <laughs> hatred. For, for the president now, if he wasn't the way he is. <laughs> oh, no. Like, take, literally, Jesse, take the rhetoric out, and I think he's, like, guaranteed a second term. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. essentially, if he, well, I'm not, okay, let me, uh, I'm not going to say, like, if he sounded like Bush, mm-hmm. but no. Um, if, if, he, if he sounded like, um, like Reagan or something, even, like, a minor league Reagan or something mm-hmm. like if he was if he just acted right exactly um I think you would uh that de- you definitely find a much more higher approval rating I think you would people people would be happier mm-hmm. and I, I do agree I, I do agree with that I mm-hmm. think that's just because I mean I I look at like the United States right now and everything that's going on in politics and I'm just thinking like if this guy just stopped saying things the way he says things 
<laughs> and like like acted like a I don't know like a standard president but I feel like that's one of the reasons why he was voted in, in the first place in 2016 is because he wasn't the norm right and then you know it's like a double-edged sword it's like well you didn't want the norm but now it's like we want more of a professional in there you know what I mean I don't know right I'm putting my hands up again don't shoot. <laughs> I mean, I I think our politics could benefit greatly from having more bo- more boring people run government. Ben Carson, sleepy Ben. <laughs> I'm a little sour on Ben, but uh, I mean, even like a even a, like a Mike Pence. I I want I want to say um, he's more he, soft spoken. He he'd be good. He he gave he gave our commencement speech at uh, Grove City. Yeah, it was oh, great. Wow. Yeah, it was it was it was. Uh, so I say it was great. Um, so I came away thinking that it was going to be like a glorified campaign event. He's a really good speaker, and I, I I don't exactly know where he was on policy when he was governor of Indiana, but um, uh, he's a really good speaker. He is sort of relatable, and sort of the only thing that struck me weird about his commencement speech was, you know, it's all about character because, you know, Grove City's small Christian college right. and all about character. And that's why I'm, I'm put complete trust in my friend, Donald Trump. And it's like, <laughs> uh, like, I know, I know he has to do it, but just like, for it strikes me, especially, uh, uh, well, detestable because he's a Christian. That's sort of what you're supposed to like know. But it, it, as a politician, I get it. Like, sure, fine. But um, yeah, that's. But he would have made he would have made a much better president, I think. I mean, who says that he isn't planning on running in <laughs> four years? So, so I heard of I heard a funny story. Um, there was a uh, in in Mike Pence's office. Um, he has a portrait of every vice president to ever become president. In That's, his okay, well, that is a definite sign, so... Um, <laughs> that should have been the, the fact of the day. That should have been the fact oh, of the day. Man. That, Jordan, where have you been? <laughs> oh, that would have been... Sleep. Sleep. That would have been so much better. Oh, uh, yeah. That's in... Wow, so... Wow, Okay. <laughs> At, at that I didn't even know that. Wow. There's a there's a guy I follow on Facebook. I'll have to send you his stuff because he he gives some really long thought to nice. Uh, he gives nice political sentiment that is like level headed and great. So I'll have to right. I'll have to send his name your way. But uh, sure. All right. Well, John, is there anything else you can think of? Any question? Any more questions for us or? something you want to talk about uh is there um what are your what are your guys's career goals because uh, um to ride the coattails I mean, of like... everyone we have on the podcast that's right <laughs> uh i mean i'd like to keep the podcast going for as long as possible um uh that's sort of like a i don't know i don't want to say minor thing because it, it's minor it's sir it's been Excuse a it's me. been a fun part. It's been a fun addition to life, uh, but um, 
I don't know. I thought about I thought about um, policy as well. Uh, I feel like if you move to DC, there's there's always that. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm probably not as steeped in it as I should be. But nuclear policy, I'd really love to be an advocate for nuclear energy, n- more oh, use of more nuclear energy. So, uh, but I, again, I'm not I'm not as steeped in that sort of policy than it, as I should be. But uh, I, I think that's and possibly I, I don't know if I want to get in pol- involved in politics. I think I feel like there's a lot of good that can be done locally in politics. Sure. But that's the way uh, it should be. Yep. Yeah. Where most most stuff is done anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh. For but for real for me I just I would want to uh, keep making things in in some form to entertain people. That's pretty much my only goal. So, like, what, like, what would that entail? Like, what kind of examples? Uh, so, well, the podcast first, and then um, I eventually want to move into video form. But I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm still figuring that out too. Like, how you want to be become president? I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna really get the people's attention to entertain them and make them happy and make them smile. Mm, okay. All that good stuff. Like the, like the Joker. I don't know how I got these scars. Phoenix style. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you have you guys, have you guys seen any like movies uh, lately, like the uh, or shows during quarantine? Ooh. I've watched. I won't... Sorry, buddy. You, you go ahead. I watched Princess Mononoke for the first time. Nerd. Which is yeah, it's anime. Um, and the other one, you know, it was sort of weird, but, uh, Amy was starting to watch Pride and Prejudice, the newer one. Everyone's watching that now. Really? That's yeah. weird. Yeah, so I started watching that, or I watched, like, the, uh, last three quarters of it. Actually, really well, like, it's clever, it's clever humor, the, the subtle, like, jabbing at one another, that, maybe it's just British people, but the subtle jabbing where you... It, like, you sort of say something, and it means it, the words mean one thing on their face, but really they're just like trying to make you look bad or something. I think that's that's a brilliant style of writing. Uh, the only thing that weirded me out about it is like they would zoom in on people's faces, like it was an action movie every every twenty minutes or so, and I I was like, huh, that's weird. But uh, my only my only complaint about that movie. I've watched four seasons of One Piece, <laughs> and I watched the first season of The Umbrella Academy. I got to finish the second season, and then I've heard good things. It is pretty good, but I'm I'm excited for the boys coming back on Amazon Prime. The boys is really good. What what like like what's the plot behind that? Uh, so. It's pretty much the same thing about uh, like the Umbrella Academy. Uh, they're superheroes, or there are superheroes, but they're all corrupt. Um, they're kind, they're in politics, kind of, and um, yeah, they're just like some do bad things, and then there's the boys which try to kill the superheroes, just regular dudes, <laughs> and it's raunchy and it's gory and it's grotesque, but it's like, I it's I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> How about you? Um, 
Let's see. Shows wise, um, we let's see. Finished. Um, okay, shows. Well, watched Avatar for like the twenty fifth time. Um, and let's see. Any new shows? We're we're we're, we're on Alias now. Um, it's like a. It has Jennifer Gardner and Victor Garber in it. What's that about? It's uh, it, 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 where Jennifer Gardner is like an undercover spy, and oh. it, 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 this was like a '90s, early 2000s show. Um, but um, she's just an undercover spy and is like, you know, kicks butt and like, like fights all bad guys and like. But it's also funny. It also has like Bradley Cooper in it for the first two seasons. Huh. Um, yeah, and it, like that's how he like got big and everything. But um, she uh, usually she strikes me as like a rom com type. I oh, she is. I would have um, never Oh yeah, she is. But she she does the the crime fighting kick. But like she's like hands on ten out of ten. Great fighting. That's sweet. Um, movies. Uh, like Green Mile recently, hmm. um, for the first time, haven't seen it. Um, and then uh, uh, we started doing the Marvel movies for the first time too. The first, time. oh, all right. yeah, because like, so I've seen like my wife Ashley. She's she's seen like five or six of them at a, at at a certain point and i've only seen 3 and of course the 3 i've seen are were doctor strange infinity war and endgame oh man <laughs> so you know how it ends so i knew how and everything but um You're like where where is this all going <laughs> i was like that looks like spider-man but i'm not sure <laughs> um, holy cow but um yeah, so uh, um, started watching all the way through um, from um, I, first Iron, well, Captain Marvel through like through Endgame, and now we're on Far and Away for Spider Man. Oh man, that's a lot. Oh yeah, it a lot was. To catch up it, on. <laughs> it, it's been it's been a lot, and I've definitely enjoyed myself. Good, good. What was that stat? Like half, or there was like a scene at the beginning of Endgame uh, that if you watch two, where she says "I love you" three thousand, and by that point you had watched three thousand minutes of Marvel movies if you kept <laughs> up with it. So you got you got a long way, long way to go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. I just I just remember that, and it, it for me, sure, it felt it felt like three thousand minutes. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I, I remember hearing about that. That's funny. All right. Well, well, John, thank you so much for being on. Of course, thanks for having me. Definitely I enjoyed this. This was extra fun. Yeah. This is great. And we didn't, I didn't ask you beforehand, do you want to shout out your social media? Because we can. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. All right. Well... In uh, in substitute for that, where do you just if you want to shout out news that you find trustworthy? Because I feel like that's something that people who aren't well versed in this stuff might might find interesting. Like as in like for politics and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um. New. Uh, go to the New York Times, Washington Post. Uh. 
um, even like Fox News, CNN, um, and just uh, try try to read up as much as you can um, it, about what about what the uh, the the news cycle with in, in politics as much as you can and make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Any anyone in particular? Because I, I like Chris Wallace. I feel like he he puts it straight down the middle. Chris, Chris Wallace, is, I actually saw him in an elevator, believe it or not. Um, Sweet. Oh, uh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, one of my internships was in the same building as Fox was, and um, I was like, Ooh, Chris Wallace. <laughs> 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 and, um, and I, I, I talked to him for a, a second. I think oh. we were t- talking about how long our day has been, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, now we just have to exit. And he's just like, yeah, we'll just have to. Burn, burn some bridges, won't we? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, uh, he's he's very straightforward. I think he's one of the most clean cut um, journalists out there. That's still that's still alive. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Chris Chris Wallace is good. I think Jake Tapper is good on CNN. Mm. Um, MSNBC. Uh, uh, or what NBC Nightly News that um, uh, Lester Holt he's good. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Sweet. Thank you so much yep. again. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse and Jordan. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Good to catch up with you. Yeah. Good to catch up with you too. jump into this oh i thought that was it oh try it again <laughs> well are, are we oh boy howdy <laughs> john <laughs> excuse me <laughs> john has... buddy, what, what do you, buddy what do you think john has left the building <laughs> oops ouch uh wow what how do we need a script? We need we need a script. Not only do we need a script for telling people um, the way we do it, which is wrong and stupid and backwards, but it, it, at least a preemptive like thing to let them know what's going to be happening. We don't treat our guests right, is what I'm trying to say. That was your fault. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> that's your fault. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to argue with you, but uh, <laughs> I tr- whenever I get whenever I get our guests, I treat them with the utmost of respect. And I make sure they know everything that they're getting into. To be fair, uh, and this might be better prefaced by uh, you asking me a certain question. All right. Uh, what is that question? You know, you know, you know what it is. It's the same question every week. Ah. Can I say something? Sure. Plethora. Plethora. No, stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that one. Oh. Oh wait, I can't put that in. I forgot that didn't happen yet. Oh, we I mean, it would time be time traveling. Teaser, time traveling. Teaser, Buddy. Just ask me the question. How was your day? All right. To be fair, um directly before I got on uh, we started recording, I was in what may go down in history as the most useless meeting ever. And I already told you about this. I probably don't need to expand upon it, but uh it was dumb. Um 
I went into work today. That was okay. I learned how to use a new instrument that we had. That was pretty neat. Uh, it it's not a bad day. I I really like the conversation. Also, that that was that is a bright spot, and uh, mm-hmm. in what otherwise would have been a very mundane day. So uh, there's that. So, nice. buddy, how was your day? It's pretty good. Some ups and some downs of me picking things up. I gotta go up, then I gotta, gotta go down. You pick things up and put them down? Yep. I lifted weights. Mm. I had 490 on my back and I, with bands and did that for... Did somebody a, help you? What? Did somebody help you? What do you mean? You, you had it on your back. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah, I squatted it. Oh. For a double. And then I was like, okay, now I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, so that was cool. Never did that before. Um, 490 with... Were you... You squatted 490 the, pounds. At the top. Oh, okay. Including okay. the bands. I was going to say, that is... It was 200... That is, that is actually amazing. It was 200 pounds in band tension. And then oh, there was okay. 290 on the bar. Now I gotcha. That was still... It was still a struggle, still but it was Still pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I was... I didn't... Um, know how much was on there until like right before i did it i was like oh no i haven't Ooh, been that's pay- the worst time to f- i was like i haven't been paying attention to what we've been doing <laughs> and i was like oh no <laughs> that's definitely the worst time to find out it is but no that was cool but yeah that was my day so how'd you think that conversation went i think you had far more insight than i did <laughs> so that's simply yeah. because you, you pay attention to politics I, yeah. I don't, but because I, I spent most of that time just kind of listening and kind of like trying to learn myself mm-hmm. as to what the ins and outs are of politics. So I was kind right. of like one of our listeners. Um, right. I was trying to I was trying to ask the questions in a way to get answers that you could like um, that would be accessible. Like I. I tried. I, I tried hard to uh, not get too nitty gritty, even though it definitely did. And because you know, if it's not accessible, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just me and John talking at that point. But I, I mean, do you think? I don't know. Did you come away with anything that you think was helpful? I don't know. Um. Maybe we're gonna have to cut this part out. <laughs> Because I don't want to say no. <laughs> so, you t- I mean, but that's that's good to know. Uh, I, if the but, answer is no. But then it's kind of feels useless if we if I say no. Nothing out of that was useful to me. I mean, because uh, because it, I, one of the questions I already I already knew where politicians got their money. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure our audience would know even if, right. the, if they didn't right that's what I, I just my goal was to ask questions in a way to make them accessible um to to people who aren't so immersed in this nonsense i was more into the conversation at the, near the end when we talked about the current administration okay yeah, that's fair. I was more into it then, and, and how John got into politics and what he aspires to do in it. I was more into that, that part. Yeah. 
how do you think yeah about it? I th- you were excited I mean, the whole time i had a lot of fun i i like talking about sort of uh that's sort of that's sort of the media the media i consume the podcasts i listen to are like steeped in current events and politics and i was actually i was looking for another podcast to listen to and i started listening to the argument which is a new york times podcast and what i realized though is after maybe like seven weeks of podcast they all become irrelevant because the events have passed and it's all over so i i want the podcast to have some like lifetime so we're not just like talking about things that are happening immediately like the administration is important and i'm glad we talked about that but you know in a few weeks that things might change so dramatically that uh that would be irrelevant right and i but i th- yeah i think we should emphasize more on the stories like you're talking about like you know who are you how'd you get here um another i guess another question that we should have asked also is like how do you get to that point because that'd be a really interesting like if i wanted to work in politics like that's a perfectly um but if fine he, st- he didn't even know though he didn't know I, how he was going to get there but it's i feel like it's a who you know it's like cuz right now he's um doing that um competitive media thing the, mm-hmm. the financial thing and eventually someone might come across across his desk and he has to talk to someone and then it goes on it's uh goes on from there so yeah yeah i mean it's not like not a step by step manual but right. um just sort of I don't know the things you want to do uh, to get. I don't know. It's it's just the the journey is interesting because I I sort of, I always look. Oh no! Oh, this is it. This is the end of me. This is just going to be the J podcast. <laughs> I try. <coughs> I tried to be stealthy. <laughs> Take a drink of water. <laughs> they nice. got they got me. Smooth. Uh, I don't know. I I sort of look on my journey and if you would have asked me four years ago, if I wanted to go to grad school for chemistry, the answer would have been no, (laughs) but you know, here we are. I, I, it's just, so not a step-by-step, but just sort of an interesting path. But I mean, also he wanted to be in politics and now he's in politics. So there you have it. That takes a different kind of person because I, uh, I have no, no desire to be anywhere near politics. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Like I, it's just, it's boring. <laughs> to me, it's just like, yeah, I I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. So boring is probably the wrong word. I, I'm just not invested in it. Yeah. Like like you and he he are. Same thing. It's like with with uh, U.S. history, which I probably should know more U.S. history, but I just never paid attention. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, fair. I, I, there's a lot of people out there who know way more about U.S. Obviously, there's a lot of people who know a lot more about U.S. history than I know. Um. I don't know, like, I, I, f- I feel like a lot of it is just establishing scope, 
I like I like U.S. politics and current events and also history. And you know, if I want to do that for a living, then I can do all of those things. I just have to find the right job for it. But sort of one of the things that we were talking about the ambition of people around here. I follow a bunch of Twitter accounts, mm-hmm. and they have some of the most boring like uh, specialties. Like the one I follow this one girl, and her her thing is uh, occupational licensing reform. Which is like, you know, why do I have to go to cosmetology school for 7,000 hours to get to cut people's hair? Yeah. And so that's her big thing. Like, I don't care. Sure. Okay. Whatever. But the reason I follow her is she's like so entertaining and she's so enthusiastic about it. And she's like, here, this is why this is important. And, you know, her scope is extremely narrow, but... uh, still still very important right um i don't have anything else to say buddy buddy that's fine say what you need to say this is a weird ending even though it's nothing at all is that the words to to that song no 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 say what you need to say wait say what? Say what you need to say. Say what you say need to say. Say what you to need say. to stop it. Say <laughs> That'll be the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, is that how we're going to end it? Um, or should we end it like this? Thank you for listening to the J&J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. They are available wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. And if you're listening on an Apple, make sure to give us five stars. It really helps and shares the podcast. Hey, buddy, do you mind if I say a word? Uh, I guess. Go ahead. Plethora. Thanks. That means a lot.